So then, real quick, let's do this. Mary, fuck, kill. You have to pick three. All right, five. So, yeah, I would guess. Well, so I'd say, like, who's your favorite boy? Then who's your favorite boy of the five? We'll just say of the five. We'll eliminate Craig Bierko. Probably Barry. Well, why would it be Craig Bierko? He's an asshole. I know. That's what I'm just saying because he could be under fuck. Okay. But I was I would also say probably Barry. I would probably marry Barry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna say John Hanna, who I can't remember his character's name. Oh right. To be a little just to be different. You would I, so you would marry John Hanna. Yeah, I guess. Okay. Maybe I feel I'll like I would fuck Gail Garcia Bernal. I would also fuck Gail Garcia Bernal. Oh, fuck any but, Yeah. But And who would you kill? Anthea <laughs> Pogley or David Boreas? Oh god. <laughs> Oh, I'd kill David Boreanaz, actually. I would probably kill Anthony Lopagli. I don't... Yeah, it's so close, man. Honestly, if I could... If they if they were both, like, standing back to back, I would be like, ooh, maybe this bullet... Yeah, can, can you guys... Yeah, can you guys stand back to back? <laughs> Sorry, just shoot you both at once. Um, you know? Yeah. I would set up my best friend with Gail Garcia Bernal. Hell yeah. And I would set up my sister with John Hanna, I think. I would be like, hey, remember that woman who lets you take me out drunk on a right. date? You think you'd want to see her, maybe? Right. And then go with that. And you'll see, see plenty of me because I'm her sister. Yes, because we, we we go nowhere without the others. Um, it's yeah. like Mary Ann being with Colonel Brandon, though. <laughs> What's that? My impression is that she's the younger sister, and, and John Hannah yeah. looks a bit older, so it just seems like it's a bit of an age gap. That's true, but maybe she likes older men. Maybe she likes, like, the quiet... I can't disagree. Yeah, because we know nothing about her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe she likes uh, the quiet wait, bookish type. Wait, you got proof she doesn't like yeah. that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's copies of Teen Beach I in guess, her bedroom, being like, just this, please. I guess, I guess for that matter, we don't know that maybe a, a gropey boar is her friend's type. Yeah. Now Wink was like, thanks. <laughs> yeah. Why did we watch this? The podcast where our three friends sit down, watch a troubled movie, have a nice drink, talk about what was good, what was bad, and how we could do it better. Yay. I'm your host for this week, Lee, the antihistamine doesn't penetrate, Delahanty. I am Brendan. All I look for is a big pickle, Drishler. And I'm Chris. I'm lapsing. I'm lapsing into a coma, <laughs> Ravel. And if you could not tell from those nicknames, we have just finished watching 2002's I'm With Lucy. Uh, directed by John Sherman, starring Monica Potter and a host of boys. So uh, many boys. Gael Garcia Bernal, David Boreanaz, Henry John Thomas. Hanna, Anthony Paglia, Henry Thomas. Craig Bierko is the opening boy. Right. The first boy. The first and then boy. there's also Harold Ramis. Harold Ramis and Julie Christie. Christie as cast for days. Yep. Julian Nicholson. I don't know who that is. <laughs> That's her sister. We're drifting away from yeah. actors I know. But we, we got cast for days. It's yeah. a stacked cast. It's a stacked uh, and it is is quite a movie. You might also say that New York is a character in this movie, too. And Miami. Yeah, Miami's and, and to a lesser extent. The fifth, Miami, the, the fifth and sixth yeah. gal. Yes. The green seas of Miami. Yes, <laughs> yes. The sixth boy, New York. Yeah. With where, where, it's, where the, it's where the seas are green, but the sky is so blue, like yeah. Deborah Boreanaz tells us. It's just so blue. The blue sky is just so blue. Anyway, before we get too far into this, obviously we had to have a nice drink. What did we drink this week? The drink we made for I'm With Lucy is called Four Hour Relief. It is sparkling cranberry juice, an ounce and a half of vodka, half an ounce of lime juice, and some orange bitters. You stir the vodka and the lime juice in a glass with ice, top it with sparkling cranberry juice, and add a dash of orange bitters. And that's it! That is all. Um, I thought it was really yummy. Yeah, it was good. I thought it was Chris Ravel. I thought, thought it was, was really yummy. I thought it was rather good. <laughs> yeah, that's going to make the dust jacket from whenever we 
Uh, for our pull quotes. No, it's nice. I'm still sipping on it because I haven't had any food with it, so I'm just taking it slow. It's nice. It's nice. Yeah, you don't want to end up like Lucy in a restaurant. I know. I don't want to. Drunk with John Hanna. If I listen, if I land a date with John Hanna, I'm not fucking that up. Best believe it. Win a date with John Hanna. John Hanna is a least boy for sure. Your sibling will have to come fish you out of the bathtub. Yep. Where you were sitting. He's been a least boy since the mummy. But yeah, it was. It's a nice drink. It's a lovely. It was. Yeah. No. It was. It was very easy to make. We, we, you wanted yeah. to go for like a simple girls, yeah. girly, quote unquote. This feels like drink. a very like girls early 2000s yes. drink. Because again, very pink, very right. Like tones. Chris said, it's a very Cosmo-esque. Mm-hmm. So that that kind of fits what I wanted and what we got. We made that first one. I think you're in the other room, but I just went, hi, Barbie. No. <laughs> Do I like Cosmos? Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> I guess you are one of them. Yeah, I guess, I you, guess are. you are just like the girl. Yes, yeah, I guess girl. you are oh, the no. sixth girl from Sex and the City. Fifth, of course, being you. I like girl things. <laughs> How dare. That's disgusting. You're the replacement for as Samantha. We, as we all know. Oh, God. What if Anne just like that had Lee as the replacement for Samantha? That would be honestly <laughs> incredible. <laughs> You would you would fill the space that Miranda has now left because she used to call the other gals on their shit and now she's just a, a dumbass <laughs> yes, who she follows women around. It's really dumb. Next on the docket, we're gonna have to talk about what what goes on. In what this what is okay. what is what Lucy? What it, are you are what is the Lucy to which we are with? What goes on with Lucy? <laughs> yes, uh, or as the French say, "Je suis avec Lucy." Yeah. <laughs> is that what it is? I am with Lucy. <laughs> Je suis avec Lucy. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, this this movie came out in France first, which I thought was funny. But how I'm thinking we can do this is because the, the Wikipedia synopsis yeah. yes, to the point of absurdity. If anything, I feel like... It's, most, like, a, it's like a line per guy. Really? Yeah, it is. It is right? Because it's like spark notes. Really. Right. So I think it's, it's important to say that the movie is not sequential in the way that no. these are going. The movie cuts back and forth between the various boys which she dates. I understand probably... Uh, puts a hamper on trying to recap. Right, so, so I think it probably makes sense to write your synopsis and be like, boy, 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 but this doesn't seem to have done a very good job of it. So, anyway. Well, there's about two paragraphs worth of setup, and then it's just, here's what happens with those guys in really broad strokes. Right. I think we can probably fill that in. Two paragraphs of foreplay, go. got it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so Lucy is a journalist who is dumped by her, her quote-unquote perfect boyfriend, and then goes on a series of dates with five different men. In January, Doug, an entomologist. In May, Gabriel, a successful playwright. In July, Bobby, a former baseball player. In September, Barry, a computer store owner. And in December, Luke, an orthopedic doctor. Lucy acts differently around each of the men. She is drunk in her date with Doug. She is uncharacteristically jumps into bed with Gabriel. She is at first irritated, but then moved by ex-baseball star Bobby. Her date with Barry gets off to a rough start, but then while on their date, they run into her parents and end up having dinner with them. And her date with Luke is sidetracked when they see a colleague of his who is with his daughter, Eve, who appears to have her own eye on Luke. So here's where we're going to have to start expanding them. Both Lucy and Doug are on the rebound. They don't connect, but she does get him to come out of his shell by the end of the date. That's All it. right. Mm. I guess that is That's true. accurate in, in the broadest of strokes, yes. Um, I guess, if to add a little bit more to that, I guess Lucy and Doug have been set up somehow by her friend, or her sister, who, despite the fact that she's wasted... Lucy is wasted, yeah. Lucy is wasted. Her sister kind of is just like dumps her into the same room as John Hanna and is like, have a good well, day. Well, have fun on your day, yeah. Um, and John Hanna also 
goes along with it, despite the fact that she has yeah. wasted John Hannah. Like, at no point does Lucy's sister or John Hannah be like, hey, maybe we should do this another time. They're I mean, both I just think, like, nope, let's go for I it. I think uh, the impression you're supposed to get, not the, not, and again, this is, we're talking about this in the fix, but like, that it's been a long, it's been like, Lucy's been moping for a long time, and her sister's like, I just need Enough to of like, this. get you out there. I'm gonna kick you out the door with a guy, I don't care what state you're in at this point. And Why was she drunk then? I think just because Like, she has was... she been getting drunk for months? I have no idea. Is there a problem? But I think, I think her sister's just like, it's just a drastic action her sister's taking. I guess so. But we also don't know, we, her sister's barely a character, so right. it could just be like her sister's been making a bad choice. Yeah. But um, in any case, it's basically like, I would expand this one sentence summary to just be like Doug is basically sort of saddled with drunk Lucy, Lucy yes. around yeah. most of the night, and it doesn't do a great job because no. besides the taking her to a fancy restaurant, right, where yeah, she is drinking more wine, although, also. Although later he does take her to like a hot dog stand, yeah, which seems more at the after, speed, right? She's only at. after like getting kicked out, right? They apparently, which we don't see. He says like we got kicked out of this restaurant, and, and we don't see them get kicked don't out. See him steal pop, right? They also mentioned later, later tell don't show as yeah. is the case, yes, right. as with all good movies, yeah, all good just have characters say things that happened. Um, I think in general though, like the vibe is. He's sort of bemused and starts to kind of not necessarily be charmed by her, but he does kind of like open up. Right. I mean, he, he says does... that like basically she lets him come out of his shell because he says that he's like, oh, I was such an uptight person. And now I was like kicked out of a restaurant and I he's... stole a pack of Pop-Tarts from he's... a store. He's divorced? Yeah, he's divorced. divorced. His yeah. ex-wife was like, you're he's... so uptight. Yeah. My read on him is that he's incredibly... Again, he's uptight, but he's also very like meek, and so yeah. I think that's why he's willing. To, he he doesn't doesn't give up. A little passive. Yeah. But yeah. It. I did kind of dig their vibe, and we'll get into that maybe when we yeah, talk yeah. about characters. Right. But I mean, but... then it's so at, after all this has happened, and they've you know had their antics in the snow, they went to an all night chess cafe bar, <laughs> and then he takes her home, and she's kind of like, "Hey, I'm sorry, I was he such." Seems to sober up. Right. She sobers up a little bit, and she's like, "Hey, I'm sorry, I was such a fuck up on this date. Do you want to do it again?" And he's like. Maybe. And my read on that was, like, it's a maybe in the sense that, like, you are reading this as no. It, right. My, yeah. I, I definitely took that as him being, like, it's not going to happen again. But, like, thanks for helping me come out of my shell a little bit. Yeah. Okay, the next one is she takes Bobby to several places that put him completely out of his element. And then he takes her to a baseball card show where she sees a different side of right. him. We got to okay. talk about the sexual harassment. Okay, okay, so, yeah, so yeah. It, this is Anthony LaPaglia. Yeah. yeah. Playing, like, the biggest fucking meatball this side of a Buca de Pepe. <laughs> and it's, he's a bore, and not in the case that he's boring, but I mean B-O-O-R, in which he I mean, he's a little bit. Yes, <laughs> yeah. but he is boring. Right, he immediately yeah. shows up and is like, like, hey, don't you know who I am here? I, I was a baseball player. And she's like, I mean, okay, wait, cool. Wait, you're gonna cook me dinner? Right, and he's like, aren't you gonna cook me dinner? What do you mean we're going to see Vivaldi? Or you gotta cook know, me dinner. Do you know what also struck me about that? Was what? Um, she's clearly on the phone, and that is rude or whatever. Uh, when he when she opens but, the door, yes. Yeah. But he continues on like a monologue, unbroken, as if he is expecting her to hear what he's saying. And then she hangs up the phone and is basically like, "What?" And he's all put out. And I'm like, "Yeah, she wasn't you know, fucking hearing you. She had a phone in her ear." It was purely. I mean, I, obviously, it creates a bad scene, but. It was purely a writer being self-indulgent writing a dual dialogue thing. Yeah. Because yeah. she's saying stuff that is contextually for the sister, but also applies to this guy because she's like, oh, macho vibes, I know, sunglasses, because he comes out with sunglasses right, right, right. macho vibes. So it's, like, meant to be this, like, clever... Hilarious thing. irony. Clever, like, yeah. yeah, hilarious irony, but it just... It's just a knock. It just makes them both seem like jerks. Yes. <laughs> um, also, like... So it's, it's not just that he's out of his element. It's, like... 
he, he's aggressively unwilling to like consider doing anything yeah. else. And, and thing he too. just doesn't seem to clock his situation at any point. Like they get to the Vivaldi. Well, thing. let's see real quick. They're in the car together. He's oh driving God, her yeah. to the Vivaldi thing. And while they're driving in New York, he like throws just his arm her. around her and she's like, what the fuck are you doing? And he's like, Oh, I always do this with girls. Don't and she's like, thing. yeah, it's a, it's a guy thing. And she's like, I never do that shit. They go to a Vivaldi concert where they're still... He does still, it twice. He does it right, like three more times. Right, yeah. yeah. Where they're still arguing as they're coming in, as the musicians are tuning up on stage. He's still like, ah, why'd you take me to the Vivaldi concert? There's no point where she's like, shh. Yeah, please shut up. Yeah. She <laughs> continues to indulge in this argument, which is so dumb. Yeah. And then later in the same scene, when he tries to like grab her hand, which I'm again like... Leave her the fuck alone. She's yeah. made her boundaries very clear. And then when she snatches her hand away, she accidentally, like, elbows the, person the next woman to her. next yeah. to her. Yeah. Neither of them clock that she hit a woman. Yeah. At all. There is no, like, oh, I'm sorry, are you okay? Well, the woman reacts, but right. they don't. But I'm, so I'm just like, he is obviously the bigger problem, but yeah. I'm like, you're both But you're both dicks. awful people, right. <laughs> so then after that happens, he's like... I'm going to take you to this baseball card show. We have to go see this baseball. She's like, uh, I don't really want to go see baseball card show. Blah. They get there and a bunch of people recognize Anthony LaPaglia. They're like, oh, hey, you used to play for the Mets in 1986 or whatever. And he's like interacting with them all. And they're all like, wow, he's great. And he's like talking to kids and he's great with kids, you know, and he's being fun with the children there. I just think it's lame that the movie is basically like, oh, look, she saw a better side of him. I'm like, yeah, when it was about him getting worshipped and being the center of these right. attention. And then it's the, the follow up to that is just that they're at a bar. Like that's about it. They're at a bar, and it yeah. seems like they're getting along better. Well, like she, she calls him a an icon of childhood or something. Yeah. yeah, like she that she he's representing like missed opportunities of other people's right. Dreams. Maybe her only through line is that she overthinks things, and then at some point during the date will try to like head shrink the person to their faces. Which almost then, in retrospect, makes David Boreanaz's remark about her overanalyzing accurate. Yeah. Despite yeah. the fact that it's supposed to be kind of, he's, he's gaslighting her. You know, it's like, eh, you might be onto yeah. something there, David. Anyway, so there's that one. Yeah. Um, Lucy's date with Gabriel essentially becomes a one-night stand when she realizes he isn't what she wants in okay. life. Okay, this is insane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this is, so this is Gael Garcia Bernal. So... I, I think what we're meant to believe is that she had done some kind of profile or story about him for Self Magazine, right. I guess. And they must have hit it off. And what we're seeing is the date at his place. Right, at his place, which is an insane place. He lives, like, in a warehouse like a that has, house. like, a pond and, like, a tiny creek running through and it. Just, yeah, like a little botanical garden. Right, it's yeah. Literally the first, it's, it's also an insane... It's a weird thing to say when you walk into someone's house. Like, you have a brook running through your house. Yeah. And he's like, yes, yes, I do. <laughs> and the whole conversation does nothing. He's like, I like nature. Well, yeah. he kind of, like, looks at her with this like very nature. intense... Look, it, it's <laughs> it was giving me slight Mozart in the Jungle vibes. Well, he, and just he that he's like, like this, the sensuous weirdo. The like the version of Mozart in the Jungle, like pushed to like not eleven but fifteen. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like way too far. He has very distracting, like a feathery mullet. Hair. Yeah, it's bad. Um, it's a bad look for him. But they basically just start making out in his little like. They like fall into the pond basically thing. because they're so aggressively making out. We cut to them in bed several times. We keep going like back and forth. Like, sex, like they're having times. sex yet again. We find out that he is convinced that he's like what a reincarnation of someone of or something. Of like Louis the Fourteenth or some other royal. Yeah, something right. like that. Right. Oh, Julius Caesar. Okay, right. He thinks he's the reincarnation of Julius Caesar, right. and That's she right. initially is like, "Ha ha, 
no, you don't. And he's and like, he's like, oh, no, yes, I, I do. Very, this, do. This is very truthful. I believe this. And she's like, hmm, okay. And then we see them making pasta or something together. Because eventually she's like, let's do something non-sexual. Right. And he isn't really giving her anything, kind of. They're making dinner, but he's just sort of... Kind of sitting there. Right. Well, and she has to give... She's like, well, can you maybe right, stir the pot? Right, can, yeah, like, can you salt the water yeah. or something? It's like, that's something you can do. And it's just sort of like all he cares about, basically, is sex. Is sex. Yeah. And I guess that's what we're meant to take away from it. Although, again, just to remind everyone, this is their first date. So I'm like, I mean, maybe you guys just fucked a lot on your first date. It's fine. Right. But she basically, throughout this, is seeming to realize this isn't what she wants, which is also okay. But the way she externalizes that is like, what if we're having sex too soon, basically? Right. Which I think is a really dumb well, she thing to that say. She early, much earlier. Right. So, I would argue that it's a little more fair after like three times having sex and him seemingly unable to do something that does not involve sex. Right. And also having admitted that he thinks he's actually Ju- Julius is reincarnated. I think it's a valid reason to yeah. say, yeah, I'm done. Yeah, I, I do think that if it were just sex, I'd probably be like, yeah, let's put, let's try this a couple more times, a few times. But if he, if someone said to me, like, I'm a reincarnation of someone, then I'd probably be like, well, okay. Um, I just want to also want to point out, during that whole kitchen scene, she's, like, cutting vegetables or something. Mm-hmm. And I didn't notice this the first time, but I did notice it the second time I was watching. She just has a comically gigantic bowl of, of chopped veggies. It's just, like, it is... Bigger than her head. It is really insane looking. I mean, it's making some crudité, crudité and pasta. Maybe. <laughs> she's like, yeah. she's like, we have to do something else but sex, and she's just like, like twenty chopped onions. <laughs> yeah. Just keep chopping onions. Um, and then, like, the last shot of her is her going, her going down like his loft um, elevator while like this really dramatic music is playing, and she's yeah. like, kind of like, almost looks like she's about to cry, yeah, having like an episode, and having like a yeah. realization or something. And I guess the realization is supposed to be that she, she want wants this. right, she I'm wants more than just sex. Again, but yeah. It's it's a really it's it's played for a lot more. Like, it feels like a very dramatic realization. Like sort of, yeah. yeah. Whereas I feel like in my mind you just decide this isn't for me. Right. So this I'm is a first date. You can leave sorry. a first date and just be like, well, that didn't work without having to be like, oh my god, what does this say about right. me? Anyway, so that's that's Gail Garcia Bernal. Who's next? Uh, she becomes serious with Luke, but an incident at a restaurant in which he is rude to one of the waiters makes her realize he isn't who she wants. Either. Okay, that really glosses over a lot um, of a lot of things. Yeah, so, the uh, Luke story. Luke is played also, by David. it should be Barry first. If Barry is Barry is last, and it's also not indicative. Yeah, cr- yeah. Chronologically, Barry is, is next. before. Yeah, yeah. Between, because between Gabriel and Luke. right, which we'll yeah. we'll cover. But yeah. so David Boreanaz. The most important thing I think about the David Boreanaz story is that it starts in Miami, where she yeah. goes to Miami. Yeah, she we don't for this right. Case. We don't entirely know why she's in Miami when we first see her, except that she's in Miami. She somehow got set up on a date with David Boreanaz. She has her. I'm in a cast. We don't know why initially, right. but we see that later. She says that she broke a skate, skate right? Which yeah, is true. yeah. And then yeah. we later we later find out that she is in Miami because of the date that she will later go on with Henry Thomas, but which we'll cover shortly. Right. But she's there, presumably not with anyone at the moment. She alludes to the fact that she was dating someone and she thought he was the right guy. Maybe anyway, they're in a car in Florida. You know, talking about Walt Whitman, right? As you um, do, she starts singing along to a song that she loves, and David Boyd just turns off turns the off radio, the radio. Yeah, which I love. She seems annoyed by. Her. Well, I think mean, it's like she's singing badly, and he's annoyed that she's singing badly. Was my interpretation of yeah, that? But oh, is, is that supposed but to be called st- back in the moment where she sings badly <coughs> to uh, Barry? And I he think so. It's charming. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure it is. 
And but I think also it's the first indication that Luke is kind of a shitty guy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and like and he wouldn't just let her enjoy herself. It's just sort of, I don't think this is pleasant. Yeah. I don't want to hear it. Well, and I also just need to point out he has he has an orange tan and then his hair is oh, also it's like not the same yeah. color. It's it ugly. Bad. Like we had some sunnen. It looks like sunnen. It looks like sunnen. You just put like they just dumped a bottle of sunnen on his hair so to go run around outside okay. for a couple hours. He came back in with like orange tinted hair and they were like, great. This is what it looks it like. Looks it looks really crazy. It's no Agent Booth, let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, for real. Um, and then honestly, the real deal breaker for me comes later when I don't... Have they're going... So they're going on a date because his colleague has a boat. And he's basically like, do you want to go fishing with me on my colleague's boat? And then I guess what was not clear, or maybe it was, but that the colleague and his daughter... Right. His younger in. daughter, who is, I guess, like, very barely legal, is my <sighs> reading of it. I don't that, remember if they say. I don't think they do, but she does seem very young. She seems young, yes. And the entire time that they're on this boat together, she's basically seems like she's making a play for David Boreanaz. Not only that, but, like, David Boreanaz is immediately locked into her. Right, yeah. Um, Anytime, like, she mentions, like, I'm having so much trouble fishing, he's like, I'll help you fish, and runs over and grabs her. And I think some of the ostensible comedy that does not land is two specific scenes where, like, they're saying something... That oh, I think. Oh, it's coming! Oh my, oh my yeah. god, it's coming! It's, it's coming! Amazing. It's coming! It's coming! Yeah. It's coming. But yeah. also before that, when they're on the dock and he's like, "Go with the animal," and they're yeah. both like bouncing up and down like yeah. they're humping or something. Yeah. It's so fucking dumb. Yeah. But anyway, the, the it plays out basically where um, he's cow- he's sort of like yeah, it seems like he's really horny for this like this guy's daughter. Mm-hmm. They go to play tennis afterwards, and. He, He's like weirdly playing very aggressive tennis. Right. She's like, what the fuck? Yeah, Lucy are you seems doing? annoyed by this. Yes, Lucy seems annoyed by this, which is like, it's it's kind of hard to take sides in that particular scene because on the one hand it's like he is just playing tennis and also she's she is insulting the other people by being like why, right why are you playing tennis why are you playing like that with an old man on the other team yeah and yeah. a girl and they're both like excuse yeah. me yeah sorry what yeah yeah but then after they finally leave. He then heel turns and is yeah. like, oh, thank God that girl is gone. Right, I, I hated her so her. much, yeah. <laughs> I hate her, I hate her guts, but he's my, he's my which, mentor's right. daughter. Which I so. guess in retrospect is also supposed to be one of those indications that he's, he's just kind of like, yeah, yeah, that he's like a shitty guy. He's just like, but at the time, right. it just reads like, like the, I, I just read it as like, what the fuck is going on with like, I feel like if you were Lucy, you would just respond with, were we not seeing the same thing happening at this moment? Yes. Anyway. And then like somehow six weeks later. Right, they're still dating. It's so much, and there's serious enough that he's moving to New York. Right. And it's unclear whether or not he's moving for work or for her, or if it's a little bit of both. They don't really discuss he it. He said he was planning, he, no, he does, he actually says he's planning on going back to New York in, in a few weeks. Right. Oh, I see. Yeah, okay. and he does have a job lined up because he gets called when he's um, there, yeah. so like... And, uh, yeah, they're, like, at this dinner, and he's, like, even more dickish to her than... Right, well, it's also, to be fair, it's a very rude conversation, where he mentions that he wants to, like, renovate a house somewhere uh, nearby, and he's like, and I'm gonna put in a bathtub, and she's like, men don't like bathtubs, men like showers. Because the sound of the water... It, like, makes them think too much, or something? It distracts them, because if you're in a bath, you're alone with your thoughts, and with the idea that you're naked. Right, which is, to be fair, a very weird thing to say, and, but then he also responds with another weird 
thing to say where he's like, I think you're overanalyzing this. Yeah, he's like, Didn't, like we talked about. He's a bit obsessive. Yeah, yeah we talked about this. Like we talked about. We have to get into in the next interlude. She's distracted. Right. And so she's just kind of saying stuff, and she's right. not that enthusiastic about the renovations. And he's like, You need to be more enthusiastic about these renovations. Right. Are you all ready to hear what the next inter- how the next interlude is? Well, d- no. Let's just real quick wrap yeah. this one up. So he tries. It looks like a proposal, but it's not a proposal. Or he's like, Will you come and like spend the weekend with me in right. my house? And then a waiter accidentally spills wine on him, and he's like, Oh, you fucking suck, waiter. Let me talk to your manager. Right. I hate you so much. It's crazy that this is the the turn. That this yeah. is the thing that breaks the image. Right. The, the facade. And nothing. Yeah. Else nothing else. Everything before that. Nothing but green flags all the yeah. way down. And then all of a sudden, he gets wine on his shirt. Gets mad. She's like, Oh no, yeah. we've he got tells, too far. He tells Lucy to shut up. Is right. 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 Yeah. Tells her to shut up for a second. I forgot about that. Yeah. Also, the movie seems to believe that. The problem wasn't him being creepy with the daughter. It's that the daughter had designs on him. Right. Well, like, yeah. Because Lucy, Lucy yeah. calls her friends and is like, she's making a pass at him. No, 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 no. no the no, problem no. is that he's yes. responding to the pass she's making at him. I was like, That's the issue. Even if she is 18, that is a girl and he is at least like right. he, he, yeah, in his 30s. Yeah. Like, that's not cool. Yeah. So th- thus, thus concludes our chapter on David Boreanaz. Lastly, Barry. Are you ready for how meager this is? Yeah, let's get Barry our, our surprises Barry. her several times throughout the movie, which I disagree with, with touching and thoughtful gestures. Which of course <laughs> he surprises her with touching. He's like, she's like, hey, Lucy, <laughs> and thoughtful gestures. Um, uh, which of course it says when her over. That's in what the Bobby end. does. That is what Bobby does. He does surprise her with touching. <laughs> so listen, this uh, this is the first date that starts off the like well argue I guess second worst compared to being really drunk because mm-hmm. she is moving into an apartment. Her it looks like shit. It's bullet boxes. It looks like she right. might have done her own hair. She has hair hay fever. She has a bad haircut. Right. <laughs> As she kicks out the fridge guy for bringing the wrong fridge the third time. Barry walks in and Barry is also pissed off because Barry had to fire someone from his software company. His, yeah, like his computer? computer store? I'm, so, I'm, software. I'm so confused about okay. his store. Okay, computer. Yeah, like it's okay, a store that sells software and computers? I don't know. Software. Yes. Kind of like how you, yeah. know, you could buy uh, software in a box at Compute. Oh, I know. I remember it well. You buy, um, what's that, like like Access, Microsoft Access? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's where you would go. Yeah. So he, they're, they're both like starting off like very wrong-footed where they're both really pissed off. And they're snapping at each other. Yeah, and he's like, you're not listening to me. And she's like, oh, I have hay fever. Oh, blah, blah, blah. I had to fire someone. Blah, blah, blah. Um, right. And they sort of begrudgingly go on this date but are immediately waylaid as they're finding a restaurant by Lucy's parents. Right. And Lucy's parents are like, oh my God. Come on over. Right. Are you hungry? Have a brisket. Yeah, have some knish. Yeah. And And also her parents, okay, Harold Harold Ramis. Ramis Yeah, doing like, leaning into very much like this sort of New York Jewish stereotype. Harold Ramis at least comes across as more natural. Right, he he does, certainly. And Julie Christie, who is British, is trying to do some sort of New York Jewish accent. But then like lapses into her natural accent at some point like brisket. have some brisket love yeah. and it's just it's just it's a very bizarre performance from Julie Christie like not not her fault per se but right. very weird that they wouldn't just be like I don't know be British it's right. fine it, also doubly weird that she that Lucy and her sister are like the two waspiest blonde kids yes. we've ever seen anyway but anyway they, they, they're quickly sort of shepherded into the home against Lucy's wishes mm-hmm. and uh, proceed to have this like very awkward uh, meal, and they have to, and like the whole time the parents are sort of sharing increasingly embarrassing anecdotes. Way oversharing. Yeah, yeah. way too much. Right. The mom is probably the worst. Right. Part. The mom's like, didn't you have your menstrual cramp well, that day well, or after something? The, after the meal, they play her like fucking home videos from childhood. Right. She's clearly she's given them many signals that like, I am uncomfortable. Right. Yeah. I want to leave. I don't want to do this. And both her parents. 
and Barry breeze past Right, they're all like, oh, what are you so upset about? They're They're great. There's a moment in between that where, like, he has to change his shirt because they spilled brisket. Right, they're getting into, like, a fight almost where her mom is like, have some more brisket. And Lucy's like, no, he doesn't want any more. And as they're, like, fighting over the plate, it spills on him. So there's a moment where they have to go to, like, change a shirt and they're in her old room together and they kind of have a chance to... Connect. Connect over, like, oh, you have, like, a Modigliani. That's my favorite artist. Oh, that's my Mm -hmm. favorite artist. And then they nerd out over their favorite shared interests and islands and islands yeah, yeah. and they, like, they haven't been to yeah and they have like a little romantic kiss little moment in the bedroom and then they have to come back and watch the embarrassing movies and he has to watch right. he gets to wear one of her dad's wacky shirts yeah. with like, two flowers on the on the tips yeah, yeah. flowers on the tips <laughs> that's what they are <laughs> Um, and eventually she's like so fed up that she just like storms out. Right, without leave. telling. Like she, well, well, she gets up and is like, I'm gonna leave, I'm gonna leave. And Harry Thomas is like, no, come on, we're having fun. And she, she's like, oh, fine. And then like they start to show more and then she just like slips out the it, door without telling them the basically. The moment though, it did play to me weirdly because I was just like, Henry Thomas seems so taken in by these videos that I, I did wonder like, are we supposed to believe that he's making more of a connection with her no, parents I than with her. No, I think what's happening, because he says, he has a line about, my parents were just like this. Right, yeah. I think that his parents have died, and like, he's enjoying... Or divorced or something. Yeah. yeah I, I assume I assume they were out of the picture. And yeah, something. I yeah, think he's like, enjoying, completely gone. Like, being a family, family dynamic. Again. Yeah. Um, right. And also, we find out later on he has home video footage of himself. So maybe it is literally just that, like, his parents too would just, like, yeah. pull out the projector and be I like, see. look at you as a baby. And yeah. he has that projector at home. Yes. Yeah. So or I, he steals dads. I'm in not any sure. case, like, she storms out for a bit. He eventually, on that same night, chases her down. And he has like the fucking allergy medicine. Right. She she needs a very specific allergy. Wait, was pickle. that the same night? Yes. Okay. I'm honestly not clear if it was the same Because he wasn't wearing the shirt. He was wearing a different outfit. Oh, was he? Yeah. Yeah, he was. That much I caught, but I wasn't I clear if it was, was supposed to be the like he went home yeah. change. I don't. Anyway, it doesn't matter. He finds her again later at some yeah. point. With the, with shows her the allergy meds. Yeah. And was like these and are then, the kind you like, and she's like, oh, I'm so touched. You can't find these anywhere. He doesn't seem to get why she was mad because he just starts. He like, oh, is it true your parents told me you would like keep a picture of Spando ballet? in your training bra but that seems to warm her up for whatever reason yeah. right. eventually they like it kind of breaks the ice and they like start dating right they kiss yeah, they you kiss. see them dating yeah. you see them roller skating yeah flash cut to the flash cut to six to seven weeks and later and then you get a very confusing shot where they're rollerblading roll, and he gets up really close and grabs one of her hands and he's doing something and she's like what and then he was just forcing a wedding ring onto her finger. Yeah. And she's understandably confused, and he was like, what? What's wrong? And she's like, it's been six, six weeks. weeks. And he's like, oh, point of order, seven weeks. And she's yeah. like, yeah, not really the point. And he says, I've been planning this. I'm like, that was your plan? You're yeah, just going to yeah. jam the ring just, onto her finger? Yeah, while you're rollerblading. And so at that point, that's when she also has gotten hit by another skater, falls mm-hmm. to the ground, breaks her wrist or whatever. So that's why we see that in the David Boreanaz sequence, her wrist is broken and why she mentions, you know, having an ex-boyfriend and wanting to get away from a little bit. And so the idea then being that like that happened, the entire David Boreanaz sequence happened and now we pop back in with Henry Thomas. Yeah, and so after uh, she storms out of the date with Luke because Luke is suddenly an asshole. Well, also to be before the date with Luke. She does see him again. Right, right, she sees him on the way. She stops by for some reason where he's working, I guess, just to like look in at him. He notices her they have a brief conversation he's like holding a giant orange right to give to david boreanaz and he's like well we're having a party my office or whatever my company's having a party later at this karaoke bar so stop by and she's like i don't think i will and so then while she's at her apartment and david boreanaz stops by before they go out to dinner 
Henry Thomas calls her on the phone and is like, look out the window. And she goes to look out the window. Man, and He was holding up signboards that said, yeah. to me, you are perfect. To me, yes. <laughs> and projected on the wall opposite her building is intercut footage of her uh, like baby videos and his baby videos. So it's like, you know, like, oh, different birthday parties and so all this shit. he must have picked it up from Harold Ramis. Well, that's why, right. That's why whenever Harold Ramis is like, is there something else you he wanted? And he's like, let me come in and chat with you or whatever. Right. Actually, like... How great would it be, though, if it was just footage of the movie E.T. playing in between? And she was like, was I'm in so, this. And she, and she was like, I'm sorry, were you the kid from E.T.? And he's like, yeah, isn't that too nutty? My alien friend. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, this was real. This happened. <laughs> he's coming back someday. But anyway, uh, yeah, cut to like, yeah, she breaks up with Luke. Mm-hmm. She immediately goes to the party and sees Barry and is like, Barry, listen, I freaked out after the six-week proposal. Uh, I'm not sorry about that. That was the correct thing to do. Right. Um, but I dated Luke. I'm also not sorry about that, but he's an asshole. And right. I realized that you're actually a pretty good guy, so let's date again. Yeah. And then it sort of cuts to, like, an unknown amount of time right. later. Question mark. Who knows? And they're, like, play, they're at the park, and there's, right. like, a boat that sails over to Barry that Lucy is piloting, and it just yeah. says, there's there's still marry me on, yeah. the, on the boat. Yeah. Um, and then we jump forward again. Again in time, and it's Again, at Central Park. At Central Park. The it's the same park. Yeah, it's just, yeah, right. right. They're having a wedding there. She is setting up her friend with, with Anthony LaPaglia. With Anthony LaPaglia, which is nuts. Did we also establish that there is the framing device for this movie where it starts kind of with her getting it's in the about car? 14 minutes in. After you, like immediately after you introduce the five guys. The like literally the introduction scene. It cuts back to the car pulls up to the wedding venue, and it's like. Melissa, in in an hour, Lucy is marrying one of those guys. Yeah, like <laughs> I always remember it because the line reading is so bizarre to me. Yeah, in that line. it's also it's that. also very weird that like they're both they're her close friend and her sister, and she feels the need to like tell the story of like the guy she is as though yeah. they probably haven't heard that right. story before. Yeah, right. That is the framing device where it's this entire thing of them sort of like getting a cab to go to the wedding, and it's like. Who is the guy who she picked to marry? And it turns out, of course, it's Henry Thomas. The the structure of this movie is sort of interesting because it is basically kind of like five or six self-contained segments, but mixed up in editing, sort of, you know? Yeah. And so they're taking place at different times. I find it a little hard sometimes to remember sequentially when these things are happening. Well, it's it's so, okay. They introduce the guys chronologically. Right, they do. So you have, the only thing you have to remember, which is admittedly... Hard. Not, not hard. Not necessarily the easiest thing to do unless you're me and you're smart and, and great. Wow. Um, just kidding. You know, not everyone's going to be able to, to keep this. Not everyone's everyone going to get with Lucy. I would yeah. say not everyone wants to, perhaps. Exactly. No, but like it's hard. No, I, I'm, I was being facetious, but it's oh, obviously know, not something that you'd expect. You wouldn't want to expect every audience member to do this, but you have to remember the order the guys were introduced. Right. Because after that, the interstitials come at random times. Right. Like, and you have like a little bit of clues, which is that the John Hanna one is winter. Yeah. So, you know, and they all, they, they establish a month for each of them. But visually speaking, winter is the only one that really gives you something yes. different. They to also, winter and Miami. I guess like her hair, but like that's it doesn't, but it doesn't no, give a sense of time. Right. No, it just gives a sense of consistency. So like yeah. if you were to see her standing by herself, you wouldn't remember like, oh, this is the haircut she had when she met John Hanna or whatever. Like people were like trees and you could just count the rings. I know. That'd just be great. slice Lucy in half. I, yeah. The, I will say, I mean, I don't have a problem with non-chronological storytelling. I think it can be very interesting. No, this is just like Memento. I, 
This is just as good as Memento. I, I feel like with like with Westworld, it's using non chronological storytelling to make a v- otherwise very straightforward and sort of pedestrian stories seem more interesting. Well, yeah. And I found it subtractive in this case because the only thing it did for me was make me feel so unmoored in terms of where we are at um, in time for her that I'm like, I don't know what your emotional reality is at this point. And I think contributing to that is something we'll get into in characters, which is just, I don't really know who Lucy is and what she wants. It, it contributes to this feeling of confusion because I'm like, okay, have you already gone through the sex thing with Gail? And that's how you know you don't want to bone Anthony LaPaglia right now? Like, I... It's actually the other way around. It's she has Bobby first, and then she decides to jump into bed with Gail. Got it. Right. Because I think that's like the hilarious irony of her being yes. like, I don't do that on a first date. Not yet. Yeah. But, but, so, but who would with Anthony the Pop do? Yeah. Let's, um, yeah it's not. No offense, Anthony. <laughs> but no, I don't have a problem with it. It's not like done that artfully at all times in yeah. this movie. I mean, uh, it's also confusing because three of them are first dates only. Right. And then two of them, she dates for longer periods of time, but it's very unclear when it's the first date, when it's a future date, and, right. and how long they've been dating. And right. I, I would like to know more. Yeah, I, I agree. It's it's strange that the movie really sticks to this first dates only except for these guys sort of thing. Why are you sticking to first dates for two of the guys and not for the other three? You know, it's just like... I guess like you wouldn't... You would never buy a romance, I guess. Like you... like. And that's that also means that you have to. It's like if you're a detective solving the crime of who is she gonna marry, mm. you'd immediately rule out anyone you don't see another date with because it's like I I don't know if you could ever buy someone marrying someone with just seeing the first date. Right. Right. I mean, yeah. I, I I guess, but then I guess again, it just should either be you only see the first date or you see multiple dates with them, and then you have to come up with a contrivance as to why she would date Anthony Lapaglia again or something, or you know, or like yeah. why John Hannah would want to go on a date with her again, something like that. Yeah. Either way, you have to come up with a reasoning for it. My issue, I think, is mostly that kind of what Chris said is that if the idea, and maybe this is not that the maybe this is not like the structure that the movie wants to have, but it's kind of what I'm interpreting. If the idea is she's kind of learning something about herself on every every single date that she's going on. It's hard for me to track where her emotional journey is at any given point Mm -hmm. in this movie, where it's like, has she already learned that, oh, I want more than just sex? Has she already learned like, oh, sometimes I write guys off too quickly and don't really learn what their deal is or something like that? Has she already learned don't drink a bottle of wine before dating John Hanna? It's, it's a little tricky to follow in that respect. So, I mean, that's kind of my issue with it. It's not that I find it hard to grok what's going on. It's just that in terms of, if I think we're supposed to follow this character on an emotional journey, which I think we're supposed to, I find it very hard to do that. Um, what I if you had Chirons? That would be nice. just had, like, number two. Right. Yeah, I mean, I think you three, could, yeah. Anytime, any, anytime you come back, it just shows you the number of the guy. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, because be yeah, it would have to be in order, I guess, right? What if so, like, yeah. was redacted and she just Well, you introduce them in order, but then every, right. if you're cutting back, it's just a little reminder. Bobby's number two. Yeah, maybe that would be it. Dale's number three. I also think uh, the structure forces an interesting problem onto this movie, especially for the men that she doesn't end up dating. They have to still let you know a lot about them as a person and what's going on with them. So they have to somehow represent long-term problems in that first date. You, it can't just be a first date with David Boreanaz, it also has to be with his boss, with com- with this girl who's competition, I guess, with, you know what I mean? I guess. I don't I think I am so much stuff into each first date. I guess. I don't think I entirely have an issue with that just because it's sort of the conceit that you have to go with yeah. for a movie, you That's know? True. If you're doing first dates, you have to, they've got to be crammed. 
Right. Because how the fuck are you going to buy it otherwise? Right. Like, a, go, a yay or a nay to any Yeah, side. so then again, like, maybe the whole issue really is just that, like, sticking to first dates is kind of a hard concept to make work in mm-hmm. the first place, you know? I would, I would probably... I don't know if there's a way to do it where you're just ambiguous about whether or not it's even more than one date, if possible. Mm. Like, because, I don't know, I, do, I don't like the idea... Like, I, I don't... I think that some of these naturally ended a first date, and I don't want to get rid of that. And I don't think that we should only see the first dates for all five guys. Mm-hmm. I don't think I don't think that's the solution because I don't think that you're ever gonna believe the marriage. If you it, maybe we should talk about the high concept thing we were talking about. Yeah. Like I, other other than that, I think you have to ditch the marriage part of it. I, I, I to be fair, I think you probably should ditch the marriage well, part just, of it. I think the marriage. This movie has some again like some insane ideas about marriage being put forth from both Henry Thomas and Lucy. I guess yeah. the idea that, like, Henry Thomas says, we've been dating for six months, time to propose. And Not then even. Dating six for weeks. six weeks. Six weeks, sorry, six weeks. And then also the idea that it ends with the marriage and the mystery of, like, oh, which of these guys did she choose to marry? And it instead could just be, like, which of these guys is she dating? Which I, is, like, a perfectly fine which I think would mystery make, to I have. I think that would make more sense for me just because there's no way you can get enough from any of them to be, like, well... They seem to have a connection, so I'm sure that's the one she married. Especially with what we get here, I'm like, I don't know, it could be literally any of these men. No, it could not be Anthony Lapaglia. Yeah, fine, sure, good point. Yeah. I don't think it could be Gael either. I don't think he's got, like... I, I was. Yeah, I, I feel like you could probably write that. And again, I would feel like I would write off John Hanna also, because John Hanna feels like he's not I interested. Write, I wouldn't write off John Hanna. I'm not saying you wouldn't, but I'm saying that John Hanna made the choice to write her off. I don't know. I feel strongly that in a better movie, John Hanna is her love interest. I mean, it could be, but again, the fact that she shows up on a date drunk with him, and then at the end is like, oh, I, I want a mess. I think writing her off would have been leaving halfway through to, like, get her all It the seemed way like home. he was decent enough he wanted to bring her home. She explicitly says, will we do this again? And he's like, yeah, maybe. And we never see it happen again, you know? Yeah, I feel like the I, mere fact that we don't see it happen again is just sort of his way of being like, I, I got what I could from this date, well, to quote Fargo, that's just like your opinion, man. That's not Fargo. Whatever it is. Um, <laughs> the guy, that you know what I'm talking about. The guy, yes. Of course, the you guy. The Coen Brothers movie. Yeah, yeah. Jeff Bridges' great performance is the guy. <laughs> but it, but for real, though, like, it could easily be... It could, like, I don't, I don't necessarily get that vibe. I think for somebody that stuck it out the whole night... You could easily write a way bet for him back into the movie without changing. I think you could, yeah. but my my counterpoint would be we don't see him at the wedding or ever again. Well, no, but you like we're talking about you know what's bad about this movie. What's bad about this yeah. movie is is there, but I think there's a world like as the character is presented, there's easily a world where he's still interested or could be perceived. Yeah, I think there could be. Sure, he's a viable candidate. Is what I'm saying. Gael's not viable because he's got nothing he's, going on. Right, just him. wants to have sex all the time. Yeah, and Anthony Lapaglia is just has like too too different of a person for this to ever yeah, actually. Yeah, head work. empty, no thoughts. Well, yeah, his are just gross. He is just gross. Right, there's that too. Um, and Luke is a fucking creep. Yeah. yeah. Really, it is just... You just kind of... It's yeah, like buried by default. Right. Which, I mean, as it is. What, what a resounding... Yeah. Declaration damn, of damn love. by faint praise. Yes, right? yes. Like, yeah. You are the least but, shitty boy. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. If, but again, this whole marriage thing is really like... So yeah. Like, I think like there's probably something that you could do if you were just seeing everyone's first date. Because that is kind of a thing. I think when you're dating people so and you're you, just going on first dates with a lot of people, at a certain point you do have to like make up in your... Unless, you know, everyone's aware that you're in a polyamorous relationship. At some point you do have to sort of be like 
I'm going to pick one of these guys. And you do kind of have to do it based off of yeah. what little information you have, you know? So, like, you could go on someone with just one date and think to yourself, this is something worth pursuing. You could go on with someone for three dates and be like, well, we've petered out at this point. We have nothing else left to talk about. So, like, I think that there is a version of this movie that could just be you see all the first dates and then it's who does she decide to continue dating. And, like, that would be perfectly fine. Yeah. The wedding is the thing that really fucks shit is up. Is it? We're saying that this is really, like, two big concepts at the same time. Yeah. Where it's yeah. like, we're going to show you all the first dates. Yeah. But we're also, it's like, there also is the... That's what, like, the mystery of, of like, is, right, one of them is her husband at some yeah. point. Yeah. And it's too much. It's I agree. It's really bizarre. Yeah. There, there's, there's this movie, again, kind of like you said with Chris with Westworld, it feels like this is just an attempt to zhuzh up a very lame yeah. rom-com by making it more exciting by throwing all these high concepts on it. I, I think the attempt is to try to give it the appearance of depth, but I think much like with Westworld, you find out pretty quickly there's not a lot of there there. And you can do a good, a high concept rom-com Sleepless in Seattle or something yeah. sort of thing. That's a high concept rom-com because they never fucking really meet each other until the end of the movie. And, you know, you, you can, your mileage may vary. I think it works. But, I'm kind of eh on it, but I do think it's more successful than this. Yeah. I think you can do a rom-com and still have there be something more to it than just doing sort of a straightforward approach to it. I agree. Yeah. But it seems like this movie kind of ends up tripping over its own feet in the attempt to do both of these things at once. I I think if I think to carry off a high concept uh, structure like this, it, to do this non chronologically, to do this whole like we're going to see the first dates effect of it. Yeah, I guess. Sorry. I think you actually need to have something there to yeah. give, to say to show, but and they didn't. That kind of leads to another problem here, which is it's a romantic comedy where the jokes are not funny. Well, yeah, it's a woefully unfunny movie. I think I would also add, just as another conceit, it also seems like the other conceit is that we are seeing these non-sequential dates that she is going on. So it's almost like that's another high concept that we're throwing in here on top of all of this. You've got five boys, you've got who is the husband, and you're also doing it non-chronologically. Yeah. So it's there is so much being done to zhuzh up this very simple plot that it just kind of collapses under the weight of it all. How, like, if you did it chronologically, though, like, what would, how would act... <laughs> How would act structure? How act structure? I think I think you would just have to approach it as though it's an emotional journey for Lucy and not. Eh, yeah. I, I, I think, th or also, I, I have another thought that I'll get into when we go into fixes for how you yeah. might want to do something like that. I'm not saying it would work; it's just a thought. But yeah, there is. A, yeah, it's a good, good note though that yeah, that the non chronological aspect is another layer. There's like a lot of things happening. Yeah. And I think uh, to sort of go into character then at that point, I think part of the fact that this movie feels sort of so shapeless and hard to follow is that Lucy is kind of an enigma as a character. I don't really kind of get what her deal is. You know, is her deal, is her deal that she kind of dismissively writes off guys too quickly? No, I think that she, my read on Lucy is that she is. Are you with her or against uh, her? I am Lucy. She's just, <laughs> just sweet Lucy. She's just sweet Lucy. <laughs> I think that she's someone who like overanalyzes mm -hmm. and is like uptight, but not in the way that John Hanna's character is uptight. Okay. It's just like maybe a little set in her ways and overanalyzes. her dad's Neurotic, shall we neurotic, say? Neurotic, yeah, yeah. Like a little neurotic and definitely like overthinks too much. But that's two traits. So that's not bad. <laughs> right? That's a start. Are we basically in characters now? Yeah, I mean, yeah. She's, we're, she's we're awkward. talking about Lucy as a character. You can tell that she's awkward because she's like, she's not sexy or graceful because she yeah. does not 
go well. Like here, she sneezes all those a lot. She does with Luke are like inelegant. Like she's hobbling around that tennis. Game. Yeah, shuffling back and like forth an like an old woman. Here's, here's what I find to be frustrating about her character. However, I have no idea who she is really. What she wants. I mean, I I agree that those are traits that we see in the movie, but I don't think it adds up to much of a person. So then, whether or not any of these dates work seems to be a total crapshoot to me because I have no idea what she's looking for. And maybe she doesn't, too. I don't think she does. Which is fine, (laughs) but I just mean, like, I feel like if she was a better written character, and I don't think this is on the acting at all, I think Monica Potter actually does a great job, you're just, she's not given great stuff. Um, I just have no idea who this person is, and I I have no idea going into this, like, wow, David Boreanaz is a creep. Oh, good thing. I know Lucy has her head on too straight for this. I don't know that. I have no fucking clue. No, I don't think she does. I don't. I don't yeah. I think she buys into Luke's creepy, creepy. Right. She seems to be very open. Yeah. Up until the point that he moves to New York, and yeah. then she starts to realize maybe not so great. <laughs> Which, like, again, what what happened in between well, your first date and him moving to New York that made I mean, you want to pursue? I honestly this? think that, like, I don't know, but I think seeing, but she chose to go see Barry, so it's odd. But after yeah. seeing Barry, no, no, no. You know what it was? I think it was the home movies. Because by the, really the only time I see that hesitation is at dinner. Mm-hmm. And I think it's the whole movies that uh, Barry brings that cause her to like go into that dinner with like a little hesitation. I guess so. But it's also weird that she stops by with the orange tree when she's going Before to the airport. Right. It is, that is a little weird. Because like, it feels like when you do that, that makes it feel like she's been thinking about him for a while. Yeah. But again... We don't have time. This movie's right. been... Did we get five guys right. in this movie? Yeah. We, if she's been having doubts with Barry, with Luke, who is, she's been dating for a, also an amount of time that we have seen none of, yeah. then how are we going to know? Yeah. I mean, the movie's almost over. Right, exactly. It's, it's like, this is the, the issue with the movie. I mean, I think my issue as to why I said is her thing that she's dismissive is that she comes off as very dismissive, I think, with Anthony LaPaglia and with Barry. I'm not going to say unrightfully so with Anthony LaPaglia. He comes out of the door kind of being an he, asshole. He comes in real But, hard. like, and as soon as, like, she's meeting Barry, she's they're both doing that same thing again where they're both having their own individual conversation without listening to each other, and, like, they're both like well you were listening to me well you were listening to me and then he makes a joke he's like I love what you've done with the place because all, all her furniture is still in boxes and crap and she's like I just moved and it just sort of feels like she is kind of bitter to him from the start I think that's just kind of mutual they're both setting each other off I guess it's just it's just so weird that like out of the box she's immediately like I don't fucking like Barry that's what I think is weird is that like I think the first thing she does is yell at him because she thinks he's the fridge guy from behind the door right and then he sort of side eyes her haircut yes. out loud and talks about firing a guy which he does while she's talking about her hay fever and then accuses that was, her of not listening that was another moment of competitive overlapping dialogue yeah right. so I, I I think it's I think that I placed the blame on both of them in that scene like they're both kind of being assholes in that scene I guess so I always just sort of feel like because she consistently kind of does this for, for me aside from when she's drunk and when she's in Miami mm-hmm I think would be. I don't think she does it with Gael. She's ostensibly like listening to. Yeah, I guess. I guess maybe with Gael, she's like starstruck or something. Maybe again, I think that just goes back to the idea that I really don't have a sense of who the hell Lucy is. I want her to end up with good boy. That's all I've got. You know. Yeah. It it is an it's like an interesting effect of it being like a dating sim. Yeah, uh, because in dating sims, the character has to be flat, right? A blank you. slate, so that you can imprint your own. Correct. Right. But that does not translate. I mean, that translates well in a game playing experience. 
where, you know, the, the player is you. Right, you're coming with your own yeah, personality. that's not great for a movie. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not. Uh, John Hanna the boys. Yeah. Of boys in order. John yeah. Hanna is great. I think he's very Emotional. he's he's very good at this. He he is the one who feels the most like he's playing a character who's at least two dimensional. Like everyone yeah. else is kind of like one point five dimensional. He's, he's the most human we get, I think. I also just think his performance is like better than this movie just heard. <laughs> this kind of feels like a weird follow-up to Sliding Doors in some respects, where it's just the that idea too. that, like, he did Sliding Doors, so he's like, okay, I got this in my back pocket, I know exactly what we're doing well, here. do non-chronological kind of sad... Right, sort of like, like, like so many options, which option will we choose? He's right. like, yeah, I, I know how to do that shit. There's a reason why, like, I misremembered him as, like, having lost his wife, because he's, he's so, like, quietly melancholy. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I was like, I can't remember which sad thing happened um, to him. I was thinking about Sliding Doors a lot when I was watching this, and especially because I think whatever other flaws Sliding Doors have has, it does a much better job of telling you which timeline you're in, because... Her hair is different. I yes, guess. it is. Well, I mean, the, other, the, other, the other thing, though, with Sliding Doors is it is, one, still chronological, and True. two, only two timelines. It's True. not like this is, like, five different ones we're yeah. cutting back and forth between. And just it's saying... The, the revolving doors? Yes. They, they <laughs> have, like, one for every panel. Oh, no! <laughs> Whatever boy she was stuck with in the revolving door. They did more to show the difference. That would be a great sequel. Honestly, that would be a revolving doors. Gwyneth Paltrow gets stuck in doors with various boys. Is it taking place in the same universe as Everything Everywhere All at Once? Yes. Who's next? Who's the next boy? Next Was it Lapaglia? Yeah. Who is just the worst. I mean, as a character. Yeah. Yeah. I think Anthony Lapaglia's performance is fine. But it is one of those things where it's... You're not... No, guys. Gail? Gabriel is next. Gabriel does come before Anthony Lapaglia. So her experience does have her be like... I don't get that's why I don't have sex. Okay, all right, interesting. But see, that's the weird thing too, is because that joke almost doesn't work. It works in the sense that there is a joke where she's like, "I don't have sex on the first date." Doodly doodly doop. Next scene is her jumping into bed with Gail Garcia Bernal. But the fact that we know that if you watch this chronologically, that's why she doesn't have sex on the first date. It's, it's anyway. Gail Garcia Bernal, very attractive, very bad haircut. Terrible. Yeah. yeah. Um, I have no idea who this person is. I he's guess. a playwright. He's right. I mean, I know who is, he is. is. He's like a fucking nutso. Right. He's a nutso art creative type. Arts guy. Yeah. Um, and, um, and yeah, they just fuck the whole time. Yeah. And then when she's like, hey, why don't we do something not, not, not fucking. Not he's fucking. like, he's like, I don't understand. He's like, quoi? And yeah. she's like, listen, we'll cook dinner. I'll make a mountain out of chopped vegetables. Yes. I'll just chop vegetables for all eternity. You go salt the water and stir it. Okay. That's We're just how going we to make dinner. a pot of boiled vegetables. And that's it. She has. She goes out to grab something, and then I, I guess we're to assume she just doesn't return. He also says really insane shit, like, um, she says, you shouldn't spot and go with the people. What if I looked at you? What if I spied on you while you were peeing? And he says, you would be rewarded. I look great when I pee. <laughs> yeah, that was a great line. That was a great line. All right, so then I guess we go to Anthony LaPaglia. Who, who is disgusting. Right. As yeah. a person, I find him gross. I think yeah. that there's a world, I will say with the character, there's a world where the character would be fine. Yeah, I agree. I think if the character weren't like constantly making passes at her and yeah. being like, why aren't you making me dinner? There's an opportunity <laughs> for a good character in there. He's yeah. in an interesting arc, like an interesting arc and, and growth moment for both her and for him and her yeah but like i don't know if it's the time this movie was written in but it's depressing yeah Uh, i agree the groping is depressing the groping is really depressing and it also makes me just feel like the date should have ended then 
and kind of any humanization past that point feels weird. Yeah. Where I'm like, no, I don't need him to be humanized for me. I'm good. Yeah, so he's a very unlikable character, and it feels, I feel bad at the end of the movie when she sets her best friend up with him, yeah. because it's like, I don't think that Anthony Apaglia's character has really learned anything or become a better person. You just, it just seems kind of your best friend wants a date and he is single, and so like that's it. you set her up with a guy that you know will probably try to assault her right. too. Like, okay, I guess I'm not with Lucy after all. It's also, there is a gross implication <laughs> in there. Stand against Lucy. <laughs> there is a gross You're implication for your in head, there Lucy. that like, the girls he usually goes out with are trash. Right. They're, 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 right, they're such bimbos. They right. always have sex. So after him then, it's uh, Barry, right? Barry is the, is the, the yes. prickly one of the dating sim. Right, yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. The sort of like a, prickly, slightly yeah, uptight. He had a rough day at uh, the software he's the, store. He's the tsundere type. The one that um, his, tends not to be as into you and then he's really sweet and Yes, that's right. His that hair, prickly exterior. His yeah. hair is aggressively red in some scenes. It is, yeah. Um, yeah. He has his own business though. Pretty good. He's nice. He seems to love he really loves her parents, loves which her parents. again, like I feel like, yeah. sort they of like get what. Into. Well, no, I was gonna say it's sort of like what Lee had alluded to is the fact that he says his parents are just like that, which I think is potentially an interesting thing to go into. But because again, we simply don't have time because there are five boys, yeah. we can't sit there and t- have him talk about how his parents died when he was young, and this reminds him of his home life and all that shit. You gotta just kind of infer it and move yeah. on. Yeah, that's the kind of impression I got. His biggest red flag is again proposing marriage after six weeks, which is insanity. Awesome. Way too fast. Which I feel like again is something that should probably be addressed with him when you're getting back together or something. But again, we don't have time. We just don't have... So sort of by default, he becomes the boy that she's going to end up with simply because he's a pretty decent guy and his flaw is proposing marriage too soon, I guess. Yeah, Uh, which is a little insane. Which is, yeah, still kind of insane. The last one in line is Luke. Yeah, David Buenas, who's like a scumbum. A scumbum. And like, I... Pretty well written, I guess, as a scumbum. I, think, I, I mean, in retrospect, like, they do a good job of making him be this manipulative guy yes. who, like, will constantly be giving you, like, oh, this is a book of the poetry you love. And then also being like, I'm having such a fun time with my boss's daughter. And then turning around and being like, oh, what was her problem? Yeah, um, she was so into me, but I didn't want that at all. Yeah, I want you. Right. And so it is one of those things where, like, I think in retrospect, the movie does a pretty decent job of showing him as this kind of manipulative type mm-hmm. of guy. But that also makes me think, again... Is Lucy so dumb as to want to keep going on with this? Is it supposed to be written that she doesn't notice these things? What's the deal here? I mean, it is weird to me that her takeaway from the situation with the daughter is like, I have competition. Yeah. And I'm like, no, 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 yeah, no. Your problem is with David Boreanaz. There's a different red flag there. Yes, right. Um, And then again, that this goes, that this still ends so well that she continues to date him for several weeks to the point that he wants to move back to New York and be with her. Right. What did you see in this guy initially that did not set off red flags? How did you progress beyond that to the point that you want to still see him when he moves to New York? That you've kept this long distance, I guess, relationship going for however many weeks. Mm. It's just, again, because of the many high concepts thrown onto this movie, we can't begin to spend time to analyze any of that. Is there literally any other characters we want to talk about. I like Harold Ramis and does fine work. Julie Christie. Good dad acting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, he, has, he has such good dad energy. Dacting. Yeah. Dacting. He's, he's, he's being a real dactyl. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, Julie Christie's accent is insane. Yeah, she's trying, but boy, um, it's, it's, not, yeah. it's not working. I don't really think there's anyone else to talk about. I think Craig Bierko is the hottest boy. <laughs> 
that is oh, my no question. Yeah, that no is my question. take. Is that Craig Bierko uh, is is a hunk? What? I like Barry. Should we get into fixes? Yeah. Does anyone want to go first? I can go. Oh, wow. Go yeah. for it. Shut up. Wow, you're going first? Shut this up. never happens. Sure it does. As like kind of an aside sort of thing, and this isn't really what I'm doing with, is do you guys know the movie Four Rooms? No. I don't think I don't. Think okay. So. Four Rooms is a movie, I think from the early 2000s, there is a branching device of Tim Roth as a bellhop at a Hollywood hotel on New Year's Eve. There are four segments of this movie, and like one of them was directed by Quentin Tarantino. I can't remember who, and like, they're absurd. It's a terrible movie and I don't recommend seeing it. Like one of them has to do with a coven of witches that is in the hotel. It's fucking bullshit and I hate it. Anyway, my thought would be that maybe on paper what you could kind of do for this would be like a four room style movie where each boyfriend segment has a different director and a different vibe to it. And so therefore you could kind of compare them as being wildly different. My other thought then obviously is just the idea that for one, this movie should possibly be sequential. I think it would be easier mm-hmm. to follow if it was sequential. It should also be funnier, which is kind of a given when you're doing a rom-com. This is not a very funny movie. My idea is that Lucy is someone who is vaguely commitment-phobic. She's not opposed to seeing someone, but she has a tendency to kind of like get in her head about it and kind of impulsively shut people down right away, where sure. it's sort of like, oh, this is a fine first date. And then the guy's like, I really like broccoli. And she's like, broccoli, what a fucking weirdo, done and gets out of it. So what I think the idea is that you can keep kind of the opening with her and Craig Bierko in the elevator, but the thing is instead of him dumping her, she dumps him while they're like sitting there on the elevator where she's just kind of like, you know, like I think we were doing okay, but you said something kind of weird the other morning and I'm kind of not feeling you anymore. And I kind of like the idea that he is still, that he's like blubbering, crying and still the one being like, but should we get your mom the processor? Like the for whatever, like so he's still kind of like, like do you still want to go shopping for your parents together? And so... I think you start with Henry Thomas as the first date and end like the last scene shouldn't be you shouldn't have any of the business of him dropping by her apartment to broadcast movies on the side of a building. It should just be them at karaoke is kind of like the last time when you see her. The first like date with Henry Thomas kind of ends with him being like, I like you, but you seem to have some like real issues figuring yourself out and figuring other guys out. I don't know. Maybe you should kind of work on yourself a little bit and then like consider dating people. And so the idea then after that is that there is a point of every date that she goes on after Henry Thomas. So the point of the Anthony LaPaglia one, which I think is the point that they're trying to make, is that you shouldn't make rash assumptions about people initially. It's kind of like, oh, here's this big dumb jock guy. He's a big fucking meatball. But it turns out people like him and he's really good with other people. And, you know, there's more to him than just this big fucking idiot. And so obviously he wouldn't be so boorish and handsy and all that shit. The John Hanna one would be something about when you're on a first date with someone, you should sort of keep that in mind that the other person is a person too. You know, like I feel like you kind of get up in your own head sometimes. So the idea that like this person's also going through a first date. There is more to this guy than they are also nervous. Right. The idea that like if you're a jerk to this person because you're being flippant about the idea of the first date, you might potentially ruin something that could be really good in the future because you were kind of a drunk asshole to them on the first date. That's the impression that they have of you and therefore it's never going to work really between the two of you. Gal Garcia Bernal should just be that physical attraction is great if you're looking for a relationship, obviously not the thing that matters. David Boreanaz should be like, don't trust a guy with bad hair. Or something about how someone who seems really good on paper might actually suck in actuality. You know, like the idea that like, oh, he's this doctor and he's rich and he's, you know, beloved. But actually, like, he kind of sucks as a person. He's making these weird microaggressions toward me every time we go on dates. And so then you can end it with Henry Thomas at the karaoke party. And it's, oh, these are all the things that I've learned. And now I'm a better person. and I'm in a better place. And I think that we can date each other and kind of be cool. So obviously you wouldn't end with the wedding. You just end with them getting together. That's really cute. 
Dude. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Nice. I can go. You next. said you were gonna go first, so you should go next. That's true. She's right. My text is a little simpler. I am changing a great deal of this, though, I think. So I, it's a little simpler, but you're changing a lot of it. Yes. Okay. No further questions. You'll see. So I'm going to place the John Hanna date at the very end of the line. But I am going to start the movie there. And I'm not going to have it be like, she's wasted when he shows up and they go on the date anyway. I'm going to just have it be like, we're going to pick up after the point where she's already gotten drunk on this date. Like, maybe she just... Had too much wine. She thought she could handle doing this, but she's kind of like spiraling or whatever. I like this idea that Lucy overanalyzes everything, but I feel like a way to do that in the movie is to make her sort of just like very dramatic and that maybe the the narrative that she has kind of going in her head at all times is a lot more heightened than what we're seeing. So I want her to recount all of these dates that she's had leading up to this point and this kind of like drunken ramble to John Hanna, who is maybe going through his own stuff, has maybe already agreed that, or like in his mind, he's not gonna go out with her again. He's not interested after all of this, but he is still like, oh, this person kind of needs someone to talk to, so I'll hear her out. We can go through each of these dates or relationships in sequential order, but I think each of them are very like genre, and like, because it's the it's the kind of heightened narrative uh, version of events of what happened with the first guy, the second guy that exists in her head, and it's also maybe kind of being blown out of proportion because she's drunk. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, for example, the David Boreanaz date could very much be, to Lucy, this is a thriller about some, the perfect man on the surface, <laughs> but mm-hmm. is he? Mm-hmm. Oh, he seems to have something weird happening with this girl who seems awfully young for him. Hmm, is there something going on there? Mm-hmm. The bit with Gail Garcia Bernal could just, I don't want to maybe bring it to quite like a slapstick place, like with um, Fatal Instinct. Where that was just like, like, in, like fucking very like, silly yeah. sex scenes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I, that was so much fun though. Uh, but I do kind of want to bring a, a slightly more like it was just wild sex after wild sex with Gail Garcia Bernal. So that's maybe more of a like a like a nine and a half weeks, just like a very like sexy movie type thing. With Barry, it's just going to be an extremely conventional rom com, swell of music running into the parents, being really charmed by the videos, all that. Um, I think instead of that being the purpose that she ends up with him, though, it's just, this was too corny for me. This wasn't really my thing. And then I think the Anthony LaPaglia one is almost like a straight horror, just like (laughs) (laughs) this absolute grosso that showed up. But I want John Hanna this whole time to be kind of maybe popping the balloon a little bit and being like a voice of reason as she's sort of processing these experiences. Mm -hmm. And... I think by the end of it, what he maybe helps her realize is lessons in all of this that she's just sort of been ignoring or breezing past and just sort of realizing what each of these things has taught her. I don't want this to end with the two of them getting together. I want this to end with her maybe kind of having a realization about what she wants from relationships, who, she, what kind of person she wants, and maybe kind of leaving that blind date that was a disaster with I don't know, a friend, but at least someone who like, kind of like set her on the right path. Yep. <laughs> I like that. That's fun. It likes you. Oh. <laughs> it likes you. Oh, oh my. Oh, sir. <laughs> it, was, it was, in all fairness, a little inspired by uh, the after party. Yeah, that's what I figured. All right. I'm just, it's still a rom-com. She's going to end up with some, one of these boys. But um, which boy? I'm going to do the five dates, no marriage. Five first dates, no marriage. I'm glad we all agree the marriage part. Well, yeah, it's insane. <laughs> Introducing chronological order. 
still non-chronological as you know, still like bouncing back between. I think I'm sort of shifting the movie from what it was to more like she is in this long-term relationship with a guy who breaks up with her out of the blue. She's like blindsided by it and it gives her whiplash and she's like, what am I not being that I have to be to be with someone? Mm -hmm. What am I missing? Every date is like trying to embrace something different or change or like change a different part of herself or like try something new Mm -hmm. that she hasn't tried before to be like, is this the thing that's yeah yeah. like what was wrong right is this the broken thing (laughs) yeah what was wrong about myself that i that i couldn't hack it with this other guy i think the first date still plays out very in a very very similar fashion where it's way too soon Mm -hmm. i think if you want to excuse the fact that she starts off incredibly drunk or bad that maybe it's it can be a thing where it's like her sister gives her like a pill to like Mm -hmm. chill out and it's like (laughs) that's not the right thing to take with the drugs um, and maybe that's can be like the joke later on is the is the is John Hanna is like what did you take yeah. what did you drink like, oh that was a bad idea um, <laughs> now if you had taken the twelve hours instead you would be okay I kind of want him for reasons to be like maybe like an a literature guy mm-hmm. or at least really into literature I know he goes on about the books and the mm-hmm. records right. and the jazz records but I want to very I want to pay close attention to that and call up that earlier that he's like. While she's sort of, like, coming out on the couch before they can even get out of the house, he's sort of, like, you know, run, like you know going through her collections mm-hmm. and stuff and just taking note of it. Um, and then maybe they get, like, one or two meaningful lines out about, like, something that's actually, like, intelligent thing to say about one of the books. Like, yeah, I've read that book. I like that book. As opposed to just being, like, whatever, they're books, which I think is what you get in the movie. <laughs> and it, it proceeds pretty much as normal, and it's pretty disastrous, and it ends. I don't know if you see him say, like, like tuck her in and, and do all that, but I feel like it's more that rather than, than her being, like, sorry that this was so bad, I think that she just sort of wakes up the next day and is so fucking mortified at what happened that she makes a decision that it's just, like, I can never contact this man ever again. <laughs> like, this was the worst mm-hmm. and does like whatever the 90s equivalent or to those of like ghosting okay. someone is of like for the rest of the guys um we're still gonna change anthony lapaglia to not be a horn dog <laughs> but he's still a baseball grumpy boy and i think that she's dismissive of sports mm-hmm. um and she doesn't know that he's a sports guy but when she finds out she's like oh whatever I, I guess i have to like try to understand right. what is good about sports because that's a thing right men love the sports Men like the sports and maybe that was why my boyfriend broke up with me because i didn't care about sports or whatever and it's not but she learned something like you know she still like you know gets a nice experience out of meeting this guy and like finding out what he what other men are connecting to or like what sports mm-hmm. fans are connecting to when they when they talk to him yeah she with gael she's like again maybe trying to be like sexy which she never maybe she didn't <laughs> feel like sexy or spiritual or whatever and she's like really trying it out and being like no this is clearly fucking not me you can turn berries into like a bad ending pretty easily with just like the parents thing goes it's just like a bridge too far you can just move up the loop creep reveal to end of first date versus, yeah right like, after dating i think that she eventually is like rummaging around her house and like in some of the books that he was pointing, that John Hanna was pointing out, or like there is the box of pop tarts that he stole, <laughs> that there were like notes or like things like he like has written all these like mm-hmm. thoughts or like notes or like things left on them. It's kind of revealed that he has been like trying to like contact her again. Like he was, he was like hoping to like see her again. Or it was intrigued to see her in a not in a different context, mm-hmm. like outside of her being drunk. Um, and she and decides to like go for a second date with John Hanna after like reading all of the. The nice little things he wrote in the books 
little quotes and stuff. I like that. So that's that's it. Cute. Yeah. Cute. So the, I guess the real question then: Are you with Lucy or are you against Lucy? <laughs> are you with Lucy or against Lucy? <laughs> yes. are you You're with... either with me or against yes. me. Yes. So which one are you? It's a tight ninety. I mean, yeah. it is. To be fair, this is a short movie, which is yeah. always appreciated. I feel like if the if you watch rom coms, it's you know. Yeah. The the lumpy sort of plotting makes it feel a little longer. bit longer because yeah. it's very hard to get a feel for where you are. I don't know. I I don't think it's very good. It's not. Particularly it's it's good it's. I don't. I don't think it's. It's sort of a fascinating experiment. Time capsule. Yeah. It's a. Fas- <laughs> it, it's and it's a fascinating experiment. I think just a movie that gets weighed down by its own concepts to the point that it kind of makes it a problematic movie at the end of the day. So like I would maybe faintly recommend it if you were interested in rom coms or a high concept rom com movie, which like I do like. I like a high concept movie when it's done well because I think it really can bring something to the movie that you otherwise wouldn't have. But then on the other hand, like you said, this or Westworld, where it's just sort of like, well, you're just being clever for the sake of being clever. Right. It's not like thematically resonant. It's not actually adding something to the story. It's just making it yeah. harder to tell how nothing the story is. Yeah. It stuck with me. I watched it when I was young, like a teenager, and I. Think I think it stuck out with me because it, it felt like a win to me at the time because I felt like a lot of movies the guys that I would like get cucked <laughs> and I was I was like really expecting in that era of like David Boreanaz being like uber hot mm-hmm. I was like I was really expect I was like well clearly like she's gonna get with him nobody wants yeah. like the nerdy weird guy the, that's kind of mean I want that but nobody mm. else wants that so I was like I was like what well, a nice victory for prickly weird <laughs> for prickly weirdos <laughs> weirdos yeah. or, or just have a soft spot for family for yes family. Yeah. another question would be like if this was a dating sim would you play it yeah of course I would yeah. say I play almost any but, dating like, sim but like you have you to fix me? some of the guys to be doable yeah. for it anything more than just like a bad ending because mm-hmm. like, right. it looks a bad ending right now yeah right so yeah there would need to be probably as a terrible a bad, ending yeah it needs to not be a right I, I think it would just be one of those things where it's like oh you have to bring gail garcia bernal like out of his shell a little bit yes oh like he actually is like a romantic nice person and he like he was just so rocked by the sex and it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. you have to be willing to be like let's go on a date to moma or something and he's like ah <laughs> oh, yes art let's yeah. talk about it but every every game every dating sim has the like flirtatious one uh-huh. so he's that one right. he's the flirty like playboy type and mm-hmm. then there's like the there's the, the sort of outward asshole type which is Barry yeah. he's the the nerd which yeah. is John Hanna uh-huh. and there's like the stud which is uh, Luke uh-huh. so you'd have to uncreep him yeah which yeah. I think you could do it's yeah. certainly and then there's feasible the, the jock right so you got your jock with with Bobby. Yeah, if you don't pick any of them, Harold Ravis is like, I'll accompany you. Yeah. He's, he's, <laughs> I can turn into a hot boy. He's Jack, but he's also older man. Because I think he's the oldest of the two. He's about the game with a rabbit. Yeah. He's the secret rabbit. He's like, yeah, he's like, guess what? I, it turns out I too can be hot and young. And she's like, great. I have no problems with this. And that's the only, by the way, that's the only ending of the game where there's like no real world alternative. Yeah. Because he has no real world counterpart. So if you go with him, you are abandoning your existence yep. in reality in reality to go marry a prince um, a rabbit yes he's not really a rabbit I know. he stays as a human but I know. he has red eyes which is yeah which is creepy pretty weird like a rabbit yeah like a yeah. white rabbit yeah. like, princess like yeah. Vanicula yes <laughs> Princess Dancy does. The vampire yeah. Anyway, guys, anyway. come back at us yeah. in two weeks. Come two weeks. back at us. Or I'll be doing my jukebox musical. It's going to be a th- thrilling conclusion. Yep. Hit us up on our socials. Yeah, Facebook.com slash whywatchpodcast. Nice, you got it. I know the thing. Yeah, two-thirds of us know it. Drappack.com <laughs> is the website. 
We're on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts. Yep, all the usual all places. places. All yeah. your podcasts. Those are the only two places that matter. Yeah, really, that's been... I mean, well, Stitcher's closing. Isn't Stitcher, like, shutting down? Not Stitcher. I meant um, Spotify. Oh, Spotify. Sorry. Yeah, we're I on, like, spoke. the two that were, like... Like, what Stitcher, do you do? Like, Stitcher Amazon is gone. Yeah. Is gone, so. Anyway. Anyway, yeah, two weeks. Yep. Come back at us. Bye! Bye.